fans, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone is having an absolutely fantastic, blessed day. You guys had a great weekend. Got to spend some time with friends and family and got some sun down here in Florida. It's getting nice and hot, <laughs> normal in Florida. And again, I hope you guys had a great weekend. I hope you guys had a chance to check out the website, healthmasters.com, with the ultimate multiple capsules. On sale right now is product of the week for a few more days, so be sure to check those out if you need anything. On sale for over 10% off on the website at healthmasters.com. And be sure if you need anything, feel free to give us a call or email us at healthmasters.com on the website. One of the first big things I wanted to cover today, and this came out the end of last week. If you guys recall, you remember, if you've heard the show, you've heard Dad and I for years hammering sucralose, or otherwise known as trademark Splenda. Sucralose is just about in every um, sugar-free drink now, sugar-free gum, sugar-free everything. In some cases, they actually have sucralose in there with other sugar products, ironically enough. Well, a new research study has come out now, and surprise, surprise, they are now saying that the chemical formed when we digest sucralose they are now saying is genotoxic, meaning it actually breaks up and damages your DNA permanently. And this can possibly be transferred onto your offspring as well. The chemical is found in trace amounts of the sweetener itself and finding raising questions about the sweetener and how it's contributing to health problems. At issue is sucralose, a widely used artificial sweetener. Previous work by the same research team established that several fat-soluble compounds are produced in the gut after sucralose injection. You guys remember I talked about this. When sucralose enters the gut and it mixes with hydrochloric acid, one of the byproducts that it turns into is sucralose 6-acetate. On the new work established, they found that sucralose 6-acetate is extremely genotoxic. They found that even trace amounts of regular sucralose on the shelf already had sucralose 6-acetate broken down in the sweetener, meaning it's being metabolized before it's even consumed. This stuff is unbelievably toxic. To put it in context, they said the European Safety Authority has a threshold of toxicological concern for all genotoxic substances at a maximum of 0.15 micrograms per person per day. Their work suggests that the trace amounts of sucralose 6-acetate in one single Daily sucralose-sweetened drink exceeded that threshold by up to five times with one drink. That's not even accounting for the amount of sucralose that is metabolized and produced in, uh, and is continuing to broke down and stored up in the body as people consume more and more and more. They found that it is so genotoxic that it effectively is broken up in breaking up the DNA in cells when they're exposed to the chemical. Other studies found that sucralose can adversely affect gut health. I've talked about this for years, and they want to see what was going to happen. So they exposed sucralose and sucralose 6-acetate to gut epithelial tissue, the tissue that lines your gut wall. They found that both chemicals were directly linking to leaky gut syndrome. Basically, they made the wall of the gut more permeable. The chemicals damage the tight junctions and interfaces where the cells in the gut wall connect to one another. Leaky gut is extremely problematic. We've talked about this for years because it means that things that would normally be flushed out of the body and the feces are instead leaking out of the gut to be reabsorbed in the bloodstream. And this can cause all types of issues as far as with health issues going on, on down the road. 
This is probably another reason why we're seeing such a massive spike in gut problems. Remember I talked to you guys last week on the show that I did solo, how they're talking about like the top nine of the worst cancers that are starting to come out now are all related to the gut. They're also talking about now how more and more people are becoming depressed and having health issues. I've also gone into detail in the past about how you have the gut mind connection that the gut and the brain are extremely tightly linked way more than people ever expected before this is why it is so important to be taking a really good probiotic on a regular basis this is why we have three different ones depending on what you need antibiotic usage is through the roof in the united states now it has been for years that's why you're seeing antibiotic resistant bacteria and all sorts of other issues because they're so prevalently used antibiotics completely wipe out the gut microbe in the body sucralose does the exact same thing except it's even more toxic because now we're finding it also damages the dna of your body and it also completely breaks down the epithelial tissue in the gut. This is something you need to stay away from with at all costs. If you guys are ever out with me, if I ever do anything, if I ever look at ingredients, you will know one of the main things that I always look for when I'm looking at something as far as ingredients is aspartame, or that's basically NutraSweet or equal, sucralose or Splenda, and high fructose corn syrup. Those are the main things. Now, when you start getting the oil, the hydrogenated oil, the canola oil, that's the next phase. But when it comes to actual sweeteners, those are the main things that I look for, those three top ones. High fructose corn syrup is bad and has been directly linked to non-alcoholic fatty liver disease repeatedly. However, I personally think sucralose now is probably starting to take the top cake as one of the most horrific sweeteners we've ever seen on the market now that they're directly linking it to actually breaking down and damaging the DNA, meaning it's genotoxic and the fact of what it does to the colon and digestive tract. This is becoming even far worse, in my opinion, than I think aspartame even was. Even though aspartame or equal or neutral sweet is horrific in what it does to the brain, I think this stuff is starting to beat that considering how damaging it is because there's also research that goes into detail on what sucralose does to the kidneys and actually starts to calcify the kidneys as well in high dosages when they tested it on rats. Ironically, you will find the majority of the uh, bodybuilder, nutritional health supplements you find on the market now when it comes to powders such as pre-workout, intra-workout, amino acids, protein powders, for some odd reason – The nutrition bodybuilding market has still not figured out how unbelievably toxic this stuff is, and it is in about 95% of all health and bodybuilding supplements on the market that are powdered or sweetened. blows my mind. This is why if you guys have ever tried our uh, Muscle Blast, which is our amino formula, everything's super clean in it. You try our Fit Food Protein from New Zealand, super clean. We constantly use either stevia or monk fruit or a combination of the both. And I've had people say, well, I've read some stuff about you know stevia or monk fruit or this or that. Guys, I can tell you right now, I have done heavy research in pretty much all sweeteners, and there is nothing that is as bad as sucralose the more we keep digging into this stuff. Yet, the FDA approved it. It's been on the market for, I think, over two decades now. And yet, what are we seeing? Massive more health problems, massive gut problems, massive increase in cancer that's continuing to compound year after year after year after year. So please do me a favor. Make sure you are doing your research and keeping this stuff out of your diet if you really are trying to stay healthy, especially my young friends that are into working out and lifting. If you're not buying your supplements from us, which I hope you are, but if you're not, 
please make sure you're not ingesting sucralose in your body. I will put the link. This goes. This research goes way deeper than I'm even talking to talking about right now. You can go to the link. I'll put it on the website. You can go into detail on all the medical scientific stuff if you want to read into it, and you will see this stuff is unbelievably toxic to the body. And now, like I said, they're talking about it causing issues with DNA damage which this stuff means it's probably going to be transferred to the next generation. If you take enough of this stuff and the damage in the DNA, do your research. Please read about it if you got any more questions. I know you've been talking about this stuff for years as well, Dad. Uh, I'm sure you're not surprised considering the fact of what you've done research on. What do you think about this with sucralose? You know, Austin, uh, sucralose is a chlorocarbon. It's, it's basically a pesticide, and they had to damage the gut they had to do it with GMOs. They had to do it with pesticides. They had to do it with chlorocarbons. So when they came in and did the mRNA shot, that they would allow the body basically to downregulate itself from an immune system standpoint, causing all of these gut cancers. This has been in the works and plans for 20 years. This is not something that they popped out with with an mRNA vaccine. The original research was done 20 years ago on the cats and on the ferrets in which every one of them died of septus. This is what they're doing to us because they want to have the ability to depopulate the planet because apparently the uh, fallen angels and the other entities that live probably in an article that we covered on Angel Wars uh, feel as though that the feeding trough has gotten too large and they have to cull the herd as we would with deer that would be running rampant through you know North Carolina or through Pennsylvania and have to cull the herds in order to control the population. So that's what's happening to the planet here. And this is not something that human beings are precipitating. It's something that these entities are precipitating because they don't need as many of us to create energy from the death of our sacrifice to basically stay alive at this point. So they've got to call the herd. And the irony of this is this. They want to take this beautiful world that God gave us and turn it into a hellscape and, you know, so it can mimic and be part of what they're used to. They, they want to destroy the planet using chemtrails, spraying us with barium and aluminum and, you know, who knows what other types of biologicals from airplanes in order to infect us with who knows what and to cause all types of degenerative diseases in us because their whole goal here is to destroy God's creation. They hate us. They absolutely hate us. And that, that's why they do it. I, I watched a video last night and I sent it to several of my friends and I posted it online. And I agree with about 90% of it. And it was talking about what happened with the pandemic and the pandemic and all the other stuff. It even talked about fallen angels and demons. It was actually about 90% really good. But here's what I never saw one time on any of the video that this individual puts out. And I'm not saying that all of this stuff is propagandized, but I will say it this way. Where's the mention of Jesus? Where's Jesus? Now, okay, you say, well, gosh, here's Ted starting on this Jesus stuff again. Hey, look, here, stop, stop. I'm going to read you from the book of Hebrews real quick. I want to give you an indication of who Jesus is and why I always proclaim the name of Jesus. And here's what it says in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Now listen, please. Whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. Jesus made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. It's telling you right here who Jesus is. He's the son of the most high God, through whom the entire universe was made, through whom all things are held together. Now, I can't be any more descriptive than that. He is the reason that we have hope in what's going on in this world. He's the only reason. And so when I see a video that's done 
very well, by the way. 90% of it I agree with. But they never mentioned Jesus, the son of the most high God. That tells me that it has an underlying motive. It goes back to lesser or white magic in which they have to tell you what they're going to do. They tell you what they've done, and they let you know what is about to happen. Because on the other side of the veil, if they don't do this, all H-E double sticks breaks loose for them, and they have an unbelievable problem. The world would call it karma on the other side of the veil. We would call it the law of sowing and reaping. There are rules of engagement that have been put in place by God Almighty on this planet. We cover that in depth in Angel Wars. And yes, I'm still working on editing it to get it to one, two, one or two, 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 probably two or three podcasts instead of eight. Forgive me on that. I've been busy, busy doing other things, and I've, that takes a lot of time and effort to do that. But the reality is, is this. Angel Wars took me months to put together, and it's a, it's a very important series. It started on, you know, on May the 1st, and it went for eight days. And everybody needs to listen to the whole thing. You just, just fast forward in 15 minutes or whatever. You listen to the beginning of the show. You hear the 15 minutes, and we'll go about 20, 30 minutes per day on Angel Wars. But the reality is when you don't talk about Jesus – who is the author, who is the finisher, who is the perfecter of our faith. Jesus, the Lamb of God, who died on a cross as an omnipresent being to provide purification of our sins, to redeem us back to the Father for all eternity as an omnipresent being. When you don't talk about him, you have no hope, period. That's, that's the bottom line. Because without Christ, there is no redemption of sin. There is no reconciliation back to the Father. And so when these videos come out and they don't talk about jesus and, and and i understand that sometimes they don't put christ in there because they don't want to offend people from other faiths and other religions they'll just talk about a generic god or generic angels but guys if you don't have jesus in the mix then all we do is go back to the old testament to retribution and it's not okay because that's not what god did for us he reconciled us back to himself through christ we have no fear because of christ and without jesus in the mix all it turns into is a giant video about fear porn that's all it does it just scares the bejeebies out of people oh what are we gonna do now oh, oh we're so scared we're so scared and that spirit of fear is not of god we have not been given a spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sign mind a sound mind because we have no fear when we are in christ jesus Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the spirit killer. And they know that. That's why they allow some of these people to go out and have these huge platforms instantaneously. Ask yourself where these people come from. Where were they five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, 30 years ago? When Austin asked me about sucralose and he asked me about aspartame, I spoke about this on a platform to one million people over 30 years ago, over a six-year period with 100 seminars with the attendance as large as 45,000 in stadiums. I was on the platform as a featured keynote speaker. I go back, 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 way back. That's why the Kabbalist Luciferian Synagogue of Satan Network on YouTube and all the rest of these, these channels have shadow banned me and Austin long, long, long ago because they don't want us proclaiming the name of Jesus. I had people say to me, well, there are other ways to the Father but by, except for Christ. Had that happened to me one time on, an, on a really big podcast. And I said, no, there's not. There's no other way. Period. You know, Buddha's dead. Mama's dead. You know, Hindu gods are you know a bunch of weirdos, a bunch of weird stuff going on with all that. The only hope we have is, and by the way, they're not real gods. That's with little g. I use that metaphorically. I use that you know sarcastically more than anything else. But the reality is, is that you know we have hope 
through the creator of the universe, Christ. And that's it. And that's the rules of engagement that were put into place. And now they're coming in with a full DNA change, just like they did in Genesis chapter 6. And this video gets that pretty right on that, about the fallen angels. But then they talk about how Jesus, how Christ, how, you know, then they talk about how they don't go into detail right about the pre-endemic race. They they mess all that up with the fall of Lucifer. They mess all that up in the video. So if you do watch the video on our website, which I did post, Remember, a lot of the stuff as far as the pre-endemic race was not even brought in. And why do they not bring any of that stuff in? Either they're ignorant. That could be that could be it, too. Or because they don't want to talk about a pre-endemic race that was here before that rebelled against God Almighty, that we had Jesus given to us as hope through the garden, through Adam and Eve, through the bloodline of Adam, through the bloodline of David. But, of course, it wasn't really the bloodline of Adam and Eve. It was tracked that way from a genealogical standpoint because Jesus Christ is the exact representation of God Almighty, and he couldn't have had a human bloodline t- attached to him. That, that's, the, that's just how it works. Whether you want to disagree with me about that with the Immaculate Conception and all the rest of it, knock yourself out. Believe what you want to believe. All I know is this. It says, and I just read it to you, and I'll read it to you again. This is important. You get this. It says, the sun is the radius of God's glory and the exact E-X-A-C-T representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word, period. Through him, all things were made. So just choke yourself out on however you want to believe all that as far as the Immaculate Conception, because I know a lot of got a lot of Catholic listeners. They get all upset when I say that. But listen to me. It's not about Mary. It's about Jesus. It's not about saints that we pray to, which is completely unbiblical, by the way. It's about Jesus. It's not about having to receive purification of sins on a continual basis because it's about Jesus who did that for us on a cross and provides that for us on a continual basis because of what he did from his blood. And we understand that. Now, I don't have a problem with you going to a priest and talking to them and having the priest pray for you and all that stuff. But, guys, we have the ability because of a blood covenant with God now through Jesus to go directly into the throne room with God Almighty and to speak to him and talk to him and petition him directly. And when we appear before him and we pray to him, it's not that he sees us. He sees Christ because we're in blood covenant with Christ. That's how we have the ability to go in because now we are the righteousness of God through Christ, of Christ to God, and we have the ability to go boldly into the throne of grace and pray directly to God Almighty. The Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan group, they believe they're like 12, 14 archangels that are all demonic gods that you have to pray to to get their message, to, to get them to get the message to God. They call that God Einstein, the snake god, and they believe that you have to have sex with these demons, these fallen angels. That's why they rock back and forth when they pray while you're praying in order to basically talk to God through them because this is a sex-death cult. That's how it works. This is perversion. I don't believe any of that stuff. They're all a bunch of nutbags, but they believe it, and that's what we have to understand. And if we understand who Christ is, then when we watch something that's really scary, like that video I posted last night, and that's why I'm doing, doing, that's why I'm doing an expose on it this morning, people need to realize that without Jesus, there is no hope, period. There's no hope because he is the author he is the finisher, and he is the perfecter of our faith, and we have no fear when we're in him. Always remember that. Death, where is thy victory? Where is thy, you know, where is thy sting? He overcame both death, hell, and the grave. We don't die. We just change addresses. Remember that. I've done entire shows on that. You think, well, you know, I didn't hear that show. Well, you go back to the archives and look at it. You know, I, I've actually posted you know, that we don't die as Christians. It was done several months ago. We just move on to another location. That's it. And that's why we have no fear of death. And if you understand that, we live in a multidimensional fractal universe. God is omnipresent. I'm explaining this again real quick. That means he's at the 
beginning of time and the end of time all at once. He's omnipresent. He sees the future. He sees the past. And he sees it all at the same time. He already knows if you're going to be you know, married to somebody. He knew that a thousand years ago you were going to be married to so-and-so. He knew that. He knows the time of your death. Now, what he'll try to do, because he controls all of this at once, which is mind-boggling to me, that he can do that with all the people all at once, all the time, he'll try to lead you through the Holy Spirit to try to help you to find the best fractal timeline to go through, to allow you to bring honor and glory to him and have the best outcome for your life here. He would not. He wishes that no man would be basically left behind and not be saved and not be reconciled to him. He would that all of us would bring honor and glory to him and all of us would be led by the Holy Spirit. And I talked about that in depth last week on how to be led by the Holy Spirit. That's why it's important. If you don't know something, don't do it. Don't go. If you don't know, don't go. If you're not certain, don't go. It's so very important. And avoid pain. I'm going to say, I'm going to meddle for a second. Don't do things that you know are bad. You know, I, I've got friends of mine. You know, they still want to hang out with their 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 drug using friends, or their or their or their drug or their alcoholic friends, or their friends who want to go out and drink all the time, and and they want to go out to places they shouldn't go out to and do things they shouldn't ought to do. Listen to me, I can tell you when you go to these places, there's an energy field that surrounds them that's satanic. Period, and that satanic energy field interferes with your energy field. Uh, yesterday, I went to church. And they did a big expose on who God is as the great I am. And they played that song, The Great I Am. Oh, my gosh, I love that song. That's like my favorite song. It'll rattle you to your core if you're a Christian or if you just listen to what he says. And he talked about how Moses came to the burning bush and God was talking to him. He said, take your shoes off or you're standing on holy ground. And then Moses said, well, what do you want me to do? And he goes, I want you to go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. He goes, who's supposed to tell, who am I supposed to say told you, told me to do this? He goes, you tell him that I am that I am. Tell him that I am sent you. That's who God is. He's not, he wasn't, I was. He wasn't, I'm not, I'm going to be. He is, I am, which means he permeates time space. He is omnipresent. He is the alpha. He is the omega. He is the beginning. He is the end. Through Christ, through him, all things are held together. He is the exact representation of God Almighty. Jesus is. So when, when God's talking to, to, to Moses, that's a triune Godhead talking to Moses. He's also got Jesus there talking to him. They're all, they're all distinct individuals, but they're all the same individual. So all of this stuff, and I did this, I read to you last week when, when, when Joshua was standing out in front of Jericho and Jesus showed up in full armor with his sword sawn, so sawn. And he said to him, who are you with? Joshua was talking to Jesus and says, who are you with? Are you for them? Or are you for us? He goes, neither. You know, you need to be with me, basically, was implying, I don't have to be with you because I am that I am. And Jesus said that he was, that he, that he was, I am. He said, before I tell you the truth, before the prophets, I am. He's letting you know who he is. So whenever you watch something, you always judge it based upon the proclamation of Jesus being proclaimed, period. And if they don't do that, it ain't right. right? Either they've compromised themselves because they're not a Christian and they don't understand who Jesus is, or they're intentionally leaving it out not to offend people, or they're intentionally leaving it out not to proclaim the glory of God through Jesus to allow you to know and have hope, and then it turns into fear porn. Always remember that. That's so critically important that we understand that, because that's the key here, is that we cannot allow ourselves to be manipulated by fear porn. It, it really, really, really is. By the way, in Utah now, this is unbelievable. They're taking the Bible out of schools, I guess, in some of the counties, 
U.S. state removes Bible from the schools. A parent has already appealed a decision to remove the Christian holy book, the Bible, from the shelves in Utah. Utah's Davis School District is considering whether to return the Bible to its library shelves after a parent appealed the school's decision to remove it due to sexual and violent content. District spokesperson Christopher Williams told the Salt Lake Tribune in an email earlier this week. A committee appointed by this district review parents' complaints determined in March that high schools should be permitted to keep the religious text, but that it should be removed from elementary and middle schools due to vulgarity or violence. Now, I'm going to say something here real quick. There are some Bible stories that are pretty intense, especially going out and killing the Canaanites and the Jesuits and all the rest of that stuff. I got that, all right? I got that. But there are also Bible stories in there that are extremely good about Jesus talking about love on the Sermon on the Mount. Should this be removed from the schools? Absolutely not. Just be discerning with what you teach and show children from the Bible, because the Bible is intense. It's a graphic story of history and what happened through the Old Testament and who and, who and why Jesus did and God did what they did. So a six or four or five-year-old, you need to be teaching them that God is a righteous God, and he loves you, and he loves the little children. That's what these kids need to be taught. But taking it off the, 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 out of the schools is ludicrous. That's being done because – and guys, don't get mad at me if you're a Mormon. Check your own scripture on this. The Mormons at the highest level believe that Jesus and Lucifer were brothers. Okay, that's what they believe, and, and that's simply not true. It's simply not true. How if, if Jesus and Lucifer were brothers, and Jesus is the exact representation of God Almighty, that would make Jesus and Lucifer the exact representation of God Almighty, or whatever you want to call it. That it's simply not true, and that's where the Mormon faith and the Mormon doctrine and the Mormon religion really falls off short. It really, really does, because a lot of the stuff they teach is really good, but a lot of it's not. And a lot of it's based in the Masonic Lodges stuff. So be very careful if you're a Mormon and make sure that you understand that the deity of Christ is going to be remained intact. And if you proclaim that, are you really a Mormon? Or are you being a Mormon because of your affiliation with the Mormon church your entire life or your family's affiliation with the Mormon church your entire life? Be really careful in what you believe and what you speak about, especially if you claim to be a Christian and you don't believe the basics of stuff like this. It's really, really, really important. By the way, the destruction of the Western culture is almost complete. Uh, you know, this is an article by Paul Craig Roberts, and it says, Truth cannot exist without the people's support, which is true. The destruction of Western civilization is almost complete. Wow. Western civilization has been tossed into the memory hold. A children's choir now has been stopped from singing the U.S. national anthem in the U.S. Capitol by Capitol Police because it might offend someone. The national anthem. The Bible is being removed in Utah public schools. We just covered that. Facebook has ruled that Christian statements violate Facebook's community standards on hate speech. The EU says that Elon Musk's free speech policy on Twitter constitutes, constitutes disinformation. And white people are a myth, says Cambridge University. Cambridge University is teaching students that the Anglo-Saxons never existed as a distinct ethnic group in an effort to dismantle the myths of English nationalism. The UK Telegraph reported on Sunday that the liberal academics have long decried the term for its association with whiteness. We can't have a nation because nations offend. We can't have Christianity because Christianity offends. We can't have free speech because Free speech offends. We can't talk about Jesus because Jesus offends. We can't have whiteness because whiteness is racist and it offends. These are the stated positions of the U.S. Capitol Police, Utah Public School District, Facebook, and the European Union, and Cambridge University. This is absolutely insanity, along with our merit-based society has been displaced now by a diversity-based society. Wow. <laughs> 
you know, it's, it, we, it, I've been watching this, you know, from status to contract with Sir Henry Maine's description of the rise of the merit-based society in which aristocratic privilege was eliminated and equality under the law instituted. The revolution has now been overthrown, and we are a society which has moved back to status as determined by race and gender. If you are a member of an underrepresented race or gender, you enjoy diversity status and preference in hiring promotion as an aristocrat, just as the hierarchy of social status. The new status-based society is everywhere when one looks. For example, the accounting firm Price Waterhouse describes itself as a culture of belonging, unwavering determination and commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion has achieved the Price Waterhouse board that is now 40% female, 40% racially ethnic diverse. Price Waterhouse aspirational goals for 2026 are a 50% increase in the firm's black and Hispanic workforce, a 50% increase in women, and have 40% of its suppliers called diverse, certified diverse. Now, here's the problem. Where are the representations of the actual cultural diversity in the United States? What is it? The whites make up, what, 60% of the population? Blacks make up 15% of the population? Hispanics make up 25% of the population? If they were trying to do it that way, I would say, okay, I understand. They want their board to be like this, but that's not okay. They want the whites excluded. This is clearly discriminatory against white people. I've got a friend of mine who's got a son who's an electrical engineer. Electrical, he's, a, he's, a, he's unbelievable how brilliant this kid is. Had about a 3.8 GPA. Applied to medical school to go become a doctor. Couldn't get into white. Couldn't get into medical schools with 3.8 GPA with a super high score on the MCAT because he did not have the proper skin color. And that happens all the time. It happens all the time if you're a white guy. And you try to go to medical school or in many cases, some of the Ivy League law schools, you simply can't get in without having somebody on the inside pulling a string for you to allow you to come in because of this reverse discrimination that we have. And, and it's sad to me because it really, really is. And, and we also need to understand, too, right now, John Rappaport, who I've had on the show before, excellent writer. He basically says a staggering mind control program in Florida at the University of Florida. The staggering diversity, equity, inclusion, mind control program at the University of Florida, an entire bureaucracy, and this is the future that's going on. Wow. Think about this. The HR department in Florida, the University of Florida now, has held a training to lecture employees about their white privilege, white fragility, and unearned advantages of whiteness. As part of their personal journey, white employees were encouraged to confront their pathological whiteness. They learned mantras from a 12-step program for overcoming their whiteness, including racist anonymous. And he goes, I have come to admit that I'm powerless over my addiction to racism, and we admit our collective history is rooted in white supremacy. They want you to quote that. University of Florida has created – no, 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 it's insanity, Austin. The University of Florida has created a radical DEI democracy, bureaucracy – not democracy, but bureaucracy that promotes racial preferences in faculty hiring, encourages white employees to engage in a 12-step program called Racist Anonymous, and it maintains segregated scholarships that violate civil rights laws. This is the University of Florida, one of the best universities in the country. Now, I'm not a gator, which is what this school is. I'm a Seminole, but I can't say Seminole is any better than this as far as this – ideology has been pushed to the Frankfurt School. It's all about cultural division. And now you have to do like an Alcoholics Anonymous, Austin, and basically go through a DUI program because you're an addicted racist white person and declare, decry yourself that you're basically a nightmare and that you basically only have succeeded in your life because you were born white. This is total crap. Total crap is all this is. I'll say one thing to you all, and I'll let Austin jump on the show here real quick. I apologize for running so long, is that I remember when I started my company, Back in 1981, 
I was working 100 hour work weeks. I was working all, I went for years and didn't make any profit. I had two other jobs. I was, I was a college professor. I was doing all of the stuff and I worked and worked and worked and worked hundred hour weeks in order to push the American dream, to push the agenda, to have health masters succeed. And by the grace of God and God almighty about our third or fourth year in business, it started becoming profitable. But the reality was this, would that have happened without my hundred hour work weeks? Would that have happened without the steep learning curve that I had? I don't think so. And here's what I learned. My, there's a plaque in my bathroom that says, Zwei Lebenstutzen brechen nie, Gebet und Arbeit heißen sie. There's two principles of life that can never be broken. That is prayer and work. And I'm telling you guys, it sure seems funny to me. The harder I worked, the luckier I got, according to my friends. But they didn't see it that way. One of them asked me one time, did you win the lottery? I'm like, no, no, absolutely not. I said, but what I did do is I worked 100-hour work weeks, and I busted my butt. But the state has come in now and done more and more and more things to prevent people from starting their own businesses and put more barriers to entry in. And the government has done the same thing. And they've made sure that if you're a race, if you're if you're if you're a white person, that means you have to be a racist. And the Better Business Bureau and all these other different companies and all these other different groups that provide you know small business loans, they look at you now from a racist standpoint that if you're not black or you're not Hispanic and you're a white person, you don't deserve to have a hand up or a help up. Unbelievable. And it's all because of this nonsense of cultural Marxism they pushed through to destroy the very fabric of our society. Unbelievable. But listen, friends, you keep your hearts and minds in Jesus because he is the finisher and the author and perfecter of our faith. And through him, we have hope. What do you think, Oz? <laughs> I don't even know what to say about a lot of that racist anonymous. I mean, is that really where we're going with this now that, you know, everybody's got to start taking these classes if you're if you're if you're white the funny part about this is you know the reason why this continually is being brought up as a thing is because it's completely and totally being saturated in the schools and the media as a thing people have realized especially over the last 10 20 years that if you continually work with one another if you continue help another people get what they want you will continually get what you want jim Rohn always talk about that that if you continue to work hard if you continue to set goals if you continue to try to progress and try to step up step up step up you can continually make better progress. The problem with that concept is it does not go along with cultural Marxism. They want to continue to put a certain group of people in the victim mentality 100% of the time so that every single thing that ever happens all the time continually makes them a victim. And That's right. Put the other group in the oppressive group, that they are continual oppressors even if they've done nothing of, of the sort, if they've done nothing but worked hard and paid an insane amount of money in taxes in, they're a Oppressors automatically by default. That is a concept of cultural Marxism by coming in and bringing down the fabric of society. So you continually have these groups that are pitted once again in one another. You have the ones that are being the victims and the ones that are being the oppressors. It's very, very simple psychological warfare when you understand it, and this is why they brought in critical race theory into the public school system. This is why they teach kids directly on some of the public school systems that it does not matter what you do to try to amend or atone for your prior sins of being white. You are automatically a bad person based on your skin color. Guys, that is horrific, detrimental ideology to teach to young children. That is horrific of what it does to their psychological upbringing on both sides because you then start telling everyone if they're basically Hispanic or black that they need to look at whites 
as basically these aggressive oppressors who need to hate them, and whites sit there and hate themselves because they don't know why, because they're just told to do it because of what they're being taught. This is why critical race theory is one of the most detrimental, horrific things that has ever been brought in the public school system, hence why DeSantis pulled it out of Florida. And this is why you have these groups now that are coming in saying, oh, DeSantis is book burning. He doesn't want anybody to talk about history. That's a complete and total lie. Critical race theory is not history. It is twisted, perverted manipulation of essentially Marxist ideology brought into the school system to try to train an entire generation on how to be, how to think, how to be victims, and how to hate themselves. That is all it is. So please do your own research before people start spewing continual propaganda that they just hear and parrot on mainstream media. I've heard this so many times now. I've seen on social media comment sections about people bringing this stuff about DeSantis. Now, there's a lot of stuff that I am not a huge supporter of DeSantis. I will say that right now. However, bringing in and taking critical race theory out of public school systems is something that has to be done in order to maintain any aspect of congruency in this next generation coming up. This younger generation already has a whole lot of crap they got to deal with right now with what's on the internet and what's on social media and the list goes on besides now trying to train them in order to be either hated or hating racist towards other groups in the schools because that's all critical race theory is. So that's my take on that. Do your own research, please, before you start putting any type of comments online or talking to people about stuff you don't really understand what it is about. And that's one of the reasons why now, too, they're bringing in this massive invasion from the southern borders that is getting so crazy out of hand. I saw an article here earlier that was talking about in New York, a former employee, Carlos Arrano, a former employee from a Roe New York City hotel, the Roe New York City Hotel. This is a huge prestigious hotel in New York City. It's literally a block away from Times Square. He said now, and he has quit the hotel, he says now it is turning a complete and total nightmare is one of the city's largest housing areas for migrants. He said they went into one hotel room and found a 10-year-old girl drunk in her hotel bed with no parents anywhere to be found. He said another day they found 10 kids alone in a hotel room, drinking or doing drugs, weapons on the floor. They weren't allowed to come in. They almost got in a physical altercation with these kids, and they said it's a complete and total free-for-all. Another independent reporter that came out and said what you're looking at now, there's over 5,000 migrants in the Roe, North Carolina. The, the, the hotel is being given $500 a night based on the subsidies from the state and the federal government that are paying for this. And here's the crazy part when it takes another step further. The whistleblower stated the infrastructure on the hotel is deteriorating. It's literally becoming a danger. They said it's flat out a deteriorating nightmare with over 5,000 people. They said so either it's going to start a riot or during the riot it's going to collapse the hotel because they don't want to leave the hotel. They love the location. And why wouldn't they love living free next to Times Square? And here's – they answered my question, what I've been wondering. Remember what I told you guys a couple weeks ago when they brought up the Title 42 and the DHS brought up the app? They told everybody to get on the app and apply for this asylum, and then every single person that got released into this, the country got a free cell phone. I mean tens of millions of dollars in free cell phones have already been doled out just in the last few months alone. 
And I told you guys, I said, why are they giving all these people free cell phones to be able to communicate? Uh, almost as if they're trying to set something up. They're trying to organize it. This whistleblower said it right here. And I quote, everybody who's staying in the hotel is in a group chat. So the minute they try to move, not just one floor, the minute they try to move one room and try to kick a group out for being unruly, they go, they put it in the chat and the word is spread throughout the entire hotel. They're not going to leave this hotel, at least quietly. They're not going to go calmly or peacefully. The city of New York does not know how to handle any of this. And I'm going to reiterate, I'm going to actually edit that in my opinion what they're saying this whistleblower the city of new york the people at the top including the mayor and those funding him know exactly what they're doing right now this is another excuse to come in and completely degrade the infrastructure and the society in these major cities right now it's this isn't a sustainable model i don't care what your opinion is on illegal immigration or your stance on it it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize you can't put 5000 migrants in a hotel with 1100 rooms give them free unfettered everything with free cell phones and expect this to turn out positive in any any sake of the manner it's not going to work this is going to be unbelievably detrimental to new york Maybe that's the case, isn't it? Remember I told you guys about the United Nations Agenda 2020 and 2030 paper that came out in the year 2000 that said they were expecting by 2030 in the United States the population to be around 750 million people of the U.S. And of that, they expect three quarters to be migrants. You can read the letter, the article. It's an entire study done based by the United Nations in 2020. It done in 2000, excuse me. And it was – I post on the website. You can look at it. Now you're watching this happen right now. We've had one of the largest migrant invasions in U.S. history in this century right now with over 4 million migrants have now come into this country. That's what's on record during this Biden administration. What they're doing is they're coming in to bring in and completely change the entire fabric of the United States. There's now an article that came out from the Washington Post columnist, and they said that we need to be celebrating this happening right now. They said the chance of them getting to share the prime working age men in the workforce still hasn't matched its February 2020 peak. And they said more migrants and women are streaming in for more jobs. Let's celebrate the underdogs helping to supercharge our economy. That's what I said. I'm not sure how these people do mathematics or how they balance their own spreadsheets, but bringing in 5,000 migrants into a hotel in the state, having to subsidize $500 per room every single night, including the food that they're giving them, which, by the way, is also comped, the cleaning, which they're also doing laundry there for them for free every single day, and all the other infrastructure to keep an 1,100-room hotel in downtown New York afloat and keep everybody paid and taken care of to basically babysit these people, that's not sustainable. So I don't know where they're coming up with this idea that suddenly, oh, we're going to share all these jobs with people that are coming in that don't want to do anything. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Also, to another news, this is another topic, and I bring this up a lot, and I don't – I know it's a rough topic to bring up, but I got to address this because it's getting very bad in Cleveland, Ohio. This is why I have completely and totally reiterated this on almost weekly basis, and I know it. I'm not being redundant accidentally. It is so important you keep a constant eye on your children when you're out in public, and you keep a constant eye on your children where they go, especially in cities. You constantly are there to help protect them and steer them in the right direction. In the span of two weeks now, 
27 children have gone reported missing in the greater Cleveland area, according to the Newburgh Heights police chief, John Monjoy. They said that he serves the board president of Cleveland Missing, and he says the number of missing children are ranging from ages 12 to 16 is unprecedented. They have never seen before. He said there's always slight peaks and valleys with missing persons, but this year is an extraordinary horrific year. For some reason, in 2023, we see because we know what's going on with some of these kids, and they're being trafficked. Now, it's interesting. He brings up later on here. Then more than 15,000 children reported missing in Ohio last year alone. Four of them were found dead. And more than 8,500 of the cases, abduction played a role. He said they were only able to find 36% of those children. 615 were still missing when 2023 began. And now they've already had almost 30 gone missing in the past two weeks. Child sex trafficking is about to be the number one black market commodity. It is now starting to over, over basically overlap drug trafficking. It's already past firearm trafficking in the entire world. It is becoming a very, very severe problem, guys. This is not a joke. This is getting really, really bad, and it's happening more often and more often, and these predators are becoming more aggressive, and they're going after these children, and a lot of the means is through social media. These predators get on social media and create these fake profiles. I've talked to guys that have been in investigations of this before. These guys get on fake profiles. And they talk to these kids. They start schmoozing them and doing all types of weird talk to them and try to encourage them. Oh, you're having a problem with your parent. Oh, you're 13. Oh, you know, I'm only 18. Why don't you come hang out with me? Or I'm 17. Why don't you meet me at the park here? We'll do this. And they will literally prey on these children and get them to go out. Social media is one of the number one ways they're using child sex trafficking right now. Be very cautious, guys. I cannot reiterate that anymore. Almost 30 kids abducted, gone missing in Cleveland in the last two weeks alone. That's just in Cleveland, Ohio, guys, and they have no leads on any of them from what he said. None. Zero. Nothing. Just vanished in thin air. It's clearly a problem. So please protect your children. Have monitors if they do have phones. Monitor what's on their phones. Monitor what they're doing on social media. Understand who they're talking to, where they're going, especially when they start becoming these teenage years, because that is the age that a lot of them they go after is this 12, 13, 14-year age group because they're very easily impressionable and they're easier to go after because a lot of them are still very naive. Be very cautious of that. Be vigilant and be alert. Also, too, in other news, this is something that's also interesting. Just thought I would throw out there because I found it to be, uh, you know, kind of coincidental. We're starting to see this a lot of, with different with different instances with some of these guys that were in crypto projects, these Bitcoin millionaires. We saw that before with what happened with uh, the one guy that ended up going. Um, it got stabbed to death. I forgot his name. We talked about him not too long ago in San Francisco. Well, another very strange situation that just happened, Cointel Telegraph just reported on this, is that the co-founder of the referral-based crypto project, ONFO, Dr. John Forsyth, who was also a Bitcoin millionaire allegedly, but he was also an ER doctor. This guy was very sharp. I've looked at some of his research he's done on crypto, and he's really big on staying out of central banks. He's very big on a decentralized currency that the banks can't touch. Well, he didn't show up for an emergency room visit as far as for a surgery last week. They found his car parked out in the hospital parking lot, his keys in it, his uh, laptop in it, his phone in it, his cell phone in it, missing for an entire week. They now found him an hour south 
of where he was last seen at the hospital, hours south, not with his vehicle, with none of his personal belongings, with a gunshot wound to the back of the head out in the woods. Local police said foul play does not appear to be a factor. We're, we're, we're probably going to report this as suicide. So he left his car at the hospital with all of his belongings, walked an hour away, which, by the way, that's going to take you about two to three days to walk that far by yourself. So you could go out to the woods to commit suicide by yourself. Yeah, I'm not buying this story either. Again, another time we're seeing very strange situations with a lot of these guys who have been vocal about alternative crypts or alternative currency. And staying out of the central banks, just something to be aware of. My condolences to the family. It's a horrible situation to have to live through and see and deal with all this now with his family below him. But again, I really hope somebody tries to get to the bottom of this because that whole story just sounds completely made up as far as what they're trying to play this off now is, oh, it's no foul play is thought to be involved. Crazy stuff. Also, too, be aware, as I have said this repeatedly, and again, my point is constantly proven. I wish I wasn't right about this all the time, but it seems to constantly be occurring on this. Amazon is now being forced to pay $5.8 million, just Amazon, for spying on customers through their Ring cameras. You guys know the Ring cameras have become very popular over the last six to seven years. All the way from having floodlight cameras to spotlight cameras to inside indoor cameras to stick up cameras for your computer to stick up battery cameras that you can basically have on your wall to the ring doorbell camera. They have a whole array of different things, a lot of which now have gone in to the inside of the house because people use these cameras to monitor stuff inside their house. If they have children, if they have babysitters, they have cleaners, so forth. And what's interesting now? The FTC investigation concluded that Ring, Amazon acquired in 2018, has compromised the privacy of all of its customers by allowing any employee or contractor to access consumers' private videos and failing to implement any basic privacy or security protections. I quote, Ring violation of user privacy occurred on multiple fronts. Ring users were likely unaware the company had been using their videos for product improvement and development as they buried it in the terms of the services. They used it for customer training videos and to train algorithms, also be able to be viewed by all Ring employees and contractors. They also found that employees had viewed thousands of videos of female customers in their bedrooms and bathrooms over several months. Not sure why you put cameras in your bedroom or bathroom unless you've got some other reason you're trying to do it and be secure, but to me, it doesn't seem like something you really want to do from a privacy standpoint, but these people did. The employees in question also were stopped when other employees discovered what they had been doing. Further privacy violations occurred due to lack of security. The FTC found that hackers used a combination of credential stuffing and force tactics to gain access to customer accounts. Essentially, the hackers used credentials leaked in other security breaches to discover the password on Ring accounts by using automated password guessing systems. I can't even make this up. In total, over 55,000 Ring customers had their accounts compromised by hackers. 55,000. So now everybody is, you know, getting a refund on their Ring. That's the, that's the extent of where this $5.8 is going. So if you paid $100 for it, you're getting $100 credit back for losing all of your privacy out in cyberspace and deep dark web or wherever any of this stuff went now. And this is why I have told you before – if you're putting cameras up around your perimeter, if you're putting security systems up, make sure you have proper independent security on them. And by all means, if you don't want to connect them up to the Internet, that's not a bad idea. I know I've told you guys before there's 
perks to it, being able to look at stuff on your phone and your cameras. However, that means that it can also be hacked. If you have an internal camera system with an internal DVR that does not have access to the Internet, there is no possible way for those camera systems to be hacked and pulled out because there's nothing in the Internet of Things to connect them to. Just be aware of that and understand that this is becoming more of a problem. And another reason why I have said do not trust Amazon with anything inside of your house. I can't reiterate that anymore. How many times does Alexa have to sell your voice information? How many times does this ring have to get compromised? How many times do the other platforms that they put in your house and monitor and spy on you on a regular basis have to go out of the deep cyber web for people to realize this stuff listens to you and monitors everything you do and then sells it? I don't believe for one second that Amazon didn't have proper authentication passwords and firewalls set up in place. In my opinion, I've told you guys this before, when it comes to Facebook and a lot of these other platforms, I personally believe, this is what I have talked to other people in the tech world about, that a lot of these companies intentionally leave accidental ports open for this stuff to be accessed. And then certain types of funds, certain types of crypto, certain types of platforms have a back and forth uh, relationship, so to speak, on what they need to access, what they need to get. We now know that none of this stuff is private. If it's connected to the internet, you can pretty much be darn well certain that everybody's going to be able to have access to it at some point in time. Use that decision with what you want and understand that's what you got to work with right now. Also, to in other news, one thing I wanted to cover as well, it was interesting to me because somebody put up another article now. They're doing a hardcore push, I've noticed. They're trying to say that essentially more and more uh, anti-LGBTQ terrorists are continuing to ruin the market now because of what's going on with Target and what's going on with Bud Light. And they're doing this this constant propaganda. I talked about it in detail last week, and it's getting more aggressive about essentially anybody that doesn't go along with this perversion and sexual grooming ideology. We're essentially promoting terrorism now. We're doing this to encourage people to essentially crash the markets of companies that are supporting these groups. Ironically enough, there hasn't been one significant version or any video or any any report of violence by any conservatives or Republicans or Christians against any of these companies at all. I haven't seen one. We've simply said we're not going to give our money to them. That's not good enough anymore. Ironically enough, the bomb threats made by the Target stores in Utah, Ohio, and Pennsylvania were done by a somebody that was in the LGBTQ alphabet group. And it's kind of funny because it's like while they're saying to us we're being terrorists for simply not wanting to support this perverted ideology, they are with the same breath going, uh, hey, hey, retail store, we're with the alphabet community. If you don't make a big, giant display celebrating my perverted sexual preference, I'm going to bomb your building. Okay, yeah, that's I, – I don't, I don't know how any other way you could sit there and say anything about this as far as when it comes to the aspect – of going in and saying, oh, yeah, the conservatives are the ones that are really starting this. No, we've gotten sick of it. We've got tired of the grooming. And at this point now, America that is awake and that are Christians or conservatives or Republicans all across the board, doesn't matter your background, doesn't matter your race, people are saying, we've had enough with this. If you want to do this in the privacy of your own home, if you want to have your own little events at your own little bars, that's totally cool. Nobody's stopping you from doing that. Nobody's from stopping you from being proud of what you want to be. 
But what we are saying is we're not going to sit around and pretend like it's not happening and they're not going after the children when we know for a 100% undeniable fact that they are. So thank you, my friends, for standing up and speaking your mind for what you truly believe. I'm not telling you what to believe. I'm not telling you what to be convicted on. What I'm telling you is you got to find some type of conviction. That's a fact. If not, you will be idly thrown by like in a windy sea in a boat with no sail, just bouncing back and forth between ways, having no idea what direction you're going. You have to have a base conviction. What that conviction may be, you've got to find it. And when you do find it, you've got to stand on it and say, nah, this isn't this is what I'm not going with. I saw so many people doing that during COVID. I've seen so many people doing that now. You have to find out what you really believe and what you're really to stand up for, even in the midst of adversity, even with people going against you and calling you names and trying to blast you on social media. You've got to find a standpoint on where you're going to hold a line. So I encourage you and I appreciate our Health Masters listeners for doing that every single day. We could not do this without you guys. You guys have supported Health Masters. You've supported the show and you continue to forward the show out there to so many people. So thank you, my friends. You have a blessed, safe, awesome evening. Be sure to check out the Health Masters product of the week, the Ultimate Multiple Capsules, one of our number one products, a staple that we pretty much all take here every single day, including the kids. Be sure to check it out on the website, product of the week, over 10% off at healthmasters.com right now. If you need anything, feel free to give us a call at any time, 1-800-726-1834. We're here to help you out the best we can. Have a blessed, safe, awesome evening, my friends, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.